Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. We are now on chapter 14 of our series, One Proverb a Day. Oof, guys, we're two quarters of the way through, man. We are making it. It has been just, it's been kind of uh, interesting uh, reading, going from chapter to chapter, and just seeing, I guess, the uniqueness of each chapter, but also the similarities of what King Solomon was talking about um, as, as, it, as he talks about wisdom. As on a whole, right? And, um, you know, I'm a little excited today. I'm happy. Uh, not only do we have great weather here in New York, but um, last night uh, I had that weird predicament. If you heard my episode of yesterday of what to do, and I actually ended up doing everything in one shot. So I ended up watching the first quarter of a Titans game and then recording it. Um, I went to play basketball, which was great to get my workout in, even though I played for my toe, y'all. I stubbed it pretty badly. And also, Columbia uh, had a draw last night. So it was basically the best of all scenarios. And um, it's always good to be able to fulfill multiple things at one time, which rarely happens. But God is awesome. And sometimes he allows those things to take place in our lives. So, But I don't want to get too involved in how my night was or how my day is going. I do want to keep it centered here on chapter 14. This is one of the longest uh, chapters here. It's actually 35 verses deep. So I do want to get started promptly so we can have a, uh, you know, not, not too long of an episode, but, you know, uh, to get everything in just in case we're going to be breaking down some verses and, and whatnot. So chapter 14, obviously I'm reading from the prop from the amplified version it might be the last day. I might be switching to a new translation going into the next seven chapters, but here we go. Um, it starts off again by saying, contrast the upright and the wicked. Verse 1 of chapter 14 says, The wise woman builds her house on a foundation of godly precepts and her household thrives. But the foolish one who lacks spiritual insight tears it down with her own hands by ignoring godly principles. Wow, we could just take a stop right there, pump the brakes, highlight that verse for me. Um, obviously, it's talking about woman in this scenario and it says that a wise woman builds her house on a foundation of godly precepts and not only that her household will thrive when you establish i'm not just talking about reading the bible and prayers at night i've met so many people who say they pray every single night pray every single day pray every single afternoon and nothing happens in their life we're talking about godly precepts we're talking about how to handle the enemy how to handle frustration how to handle anger how to connect with god how to fast with the lord by giving up things that try to take up your time to, to basically take you away from God. Godly precepts are different than religion. And if you're experiencing religion to this point, you're probably not thriving. Your household's not thriving. But if you instill godly precepts, if you put things that God has written in the word, specifically here in the book of Proverbs, you're going to see your household thrive. On the contrary, a foolish one for, has lack of spiritual insight and tears her house down by her own hands. By ignoring ignoring godly precepts, we so many times we want our household to to run properly and to, to have happy and peace and joy, and we try to manipulate that a lot of times. But if we were to simply just go back to the drawing board and put godly principles and precepts where they need to be, that alone will develop a, a root and a fruit of righteousness that will be in your your home, not only for your lifetime but for generations to come. Verse 2 says, He who walks in uprightness reverently fears the Lord and obeys and worships him with profound respect, but he who is devious in his ways despises him. Man, 
again, take out the highlighter one more time on your Apple phone or your Android or your actual highlighter. And I love where it says obeys and worships him with profound respect. So a lot of people are considering themselves to be walking with God because they go to church or they pray or they read. And let me tell you something, that's really not walking with God. Walking with God is growing in a relationship with them. Uh, for example, take a, a married couple. Um, could you imagine if your husband, a, a husband talks about a wife and says, oh yeah, I, I see her on Thursdays, I see her on Sundays and we talk on Wednesdays. That, that's kind of what you're saying to God when you say, oh, I pray and I read. No, no, no. God wants to walk with you and have a, a, a connection with you. And he wants to be able to, to have the relationship continue where obedience and worship are actually the stable. That they're the foundation of everything you're doing. But it says that the one who's devious in his ways despises that. I don't want to obey. I don't want to worship. I just want to go to church and call it a day. And God can take my 10%, whatever he wants. I don't know why he wants 10% if he runs the whole world. Obviously, I'm speaking with human argument now, but obedience and worship with profound respect is, I guess, the way to be upright in the Lord. Verse three says, in the mouth of the arrogant fool who rejects God is a rod for his back, but the lips of the wise, when they speak with godly wisdom, will protect them. Straightforward. Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but much revenue because of good crops comes by the strength of the ox. Hmm. Interesting. Verse 5 says, A faithful and trustworthy witness will not lie, but a false witness speaks lies. Always be faithful and trustworthy to what you saw. Sometimes you're going to see things that aren't necessarily beneficial to either party or to anything that's involved in a situation. But be a truthful witness because it's for God, not for man. 6 says, A scoffer seeks wisdom and finds none, for his ears are closed to wisdom. But knowledge is easy for one who understands because he is willing to learn. Again, we've seen this repetitively. Be willing to learn. Be coachable, coachable and teachable. Don't just close off your ears to wisdom. Why? Because they're confronting the nature you want to live. Guys, be more mature than that. Verse 7 says, Leave the presence of the short-sighted fool, for he will not find knowledge or hear godly wisdom from his lips. Or you will not. I'm sorry. The wisdom of the sensible is to understand his way. But the foolishness of the short-sighted fool is this deceit. Fools mock sin, but sin mocks the fools. But among the upright there is good will and the favor and the blessing of God. Hmm. Isn't that kind of funny? Fools mock sin, but sin's actually mocking them back because sin is telling them you might love me and might root for me and cheer me on, but in reality I'm dragging you off to death. Right? But among the upright there's goodwill, favor, and blessing from God. Amen to that. The heart knows its own bitterness, and no stranger shares its joy. The house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will thrive. Pause. Verse 11. Highlight that real quick for me. I love the comparison of house and tent, because if we think about it in 2020, in our version, think about going uh, camping in a little tent or a pretty a bougie tent nowadays. I'm sure people have like electricity and all these crazy contraptions in their tents nowadays. But think about a home, a huge house versus a tent. You're going to see a drastic difference in size and everything and comfort and what it offers, right? I love how it says the house of the wicked will be overthrown. But even if our upright lives in a tent, it will thrive. Think about it that way. Always break down these proverbs because they're just so profound as they speak so much more than what we're reading. 12 says there is a way which seems right to a man and appears straight before him, but its end is the way of death. Hmm. See, what's interesting about this verse, highlight that again, please, is 
so many of us have a way that seems right to us. And I feel like we're trying to walk with God according to what seems right. And God seems right. Like going to church seems right. Or talking to a guy who likes Jesus seems right. Or, you know, going to this job, even though I can't go to work, I can't go to church or can't go to service. It seems right because, you know, in the end, I'm getting better. I'm getting more educated or whatever it is, getting experience. A lot of ways seem right to us. And they, they appear straight. But the reality is they lead to death. And I want to let you guys know something. A lot of you already know that you're taking, if you're taking a path that seems right, because in your mind, you've already manipulated why you're on that path. Ask God. Tell him to take out the GPS and say, Lord, am I on the right path? If not, straighten me out. 13 says, even in laughter, the heart may be in pain and the end of joy may be grief. The backslider in heart will have his fill with his own rotten ways. But a good man will be satisfied with his ways, the godly thought and action which his heart pursues in which he delights. Hmm. The naive or inexperienced person is easily misled and believes every word he hears. But the prudent man is discreet and astute and considers well where he is going. Man, the na naive or inexperienced person easily misled and hearing every single words. My goodness, can we just take a second and where have we heard this? 2020 has been filled with false, false uh, or fake news and false truth, so to speak. There's been things people are saying left and right, and we're supposed to just swallow it because you're saying it. Why? Because you have some station, some self-given authority uh, to be saying things over the news, the, the news wire or, or the waves. You know, is it? Come on, like guys. You don't have to entertain everything. You're not a naive, inexperienced person. If you are, gain prudence. Why? Because it gives you discretion. It, make, it makes you astute. And you consider what you're hearing. You're actually saying, you know what? That sounds nice. And it might fit the narrative. But I know there's a truth behind that. Amen? Verse 16 says, A wise man suspects danger and cautiously avoids evil. But the fool is arrogant and careless. Hmm cautious i'm looking at something hmm maybe she's beautiful on the outside but she might be doing something on the inside that might destroy me mm, that job looks good and it pays well and has gives me certain hours but it's gonna rob me of what i really want to do in life i don't don't ever accept a job over your work mm. what you were born innately to do don't let that be replaced by some job that you were forced to do because we're told to work nine to fives and make money and 401k plans and retirement and etc etc no cautiously avoid evil and look up and really be careful what you're looking at and make an astute decision a quick-tempered man acts foolishly and without self-control a man and a man of wicked schemes is hated nobody likes somebody who gets tight every single second and acts foolishly has no self-control and these kind of people are hated, right? 18, the naive are unsophisticated, easy to exploit, and inherit foolishness. But the sensible are thoughtful and farsighted and are crowned with knowledge. This is what everyone right now is fishing for. The people that are running for election, in this case, are President Trump and Joe Biden, the other candidates. They, right now, what we're seeing is they're trying to attract the minds of the unsophisticated who are easy to exploit because they inherit foolishness. They're easy to fool. Hey, I'm going to say this to you and take it or leave it because you're not going to go deeper. But the people who are sensible, they see what's happening from a distance and they are crowned with knowledge. So you can't go up to them and feed them or spoon feed them ridiculousness because they will overlook that. These are the people that walk in righteousness and wisdom with God. 
19 says, the evil bow, the evil, sorry, the evil will bow down before the good, and the wicked will bow down at the gates of the righteous. Amen to that. Straightforward. The poor man is hated even by his neighbor, but those who love the rich are many. Hmm, not okay. He who despises his neighbor sins against God and his fellow man. One of the one of the commandments we heard, or the two commandments that we heard from Jesus, uh, come out of his mouth when he spoke to a man who asked him, "What's the greatest commandment in the Bible?" And he said, "Well, the Bible, the greatest commandment of all that God has given us." He said to love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, but also to love your neighbor as yourself. So if you despise your neighbor, that's against God and fellow man. But happy, blessed, and favored by God is he who is gracious and merciful to the poor. Do they not go astray who devise evil and wander from the way of righteousness? But kindness and truth will be to those who devise good. In all labor there is profit. But mere talk leads only to poverty. Highlight, highlight 23, one of the greatest numbers in sports history, right? In all labor, there is profit. Guys, there comes a point in life where you're just going to have to work certain things. I worked so many odd jobs that, quite frankly, were absolutely ridiculous and way below my pay grade. However, there's sometimes you got to keep working and keep moving. Even in small things, forget about those odd jobs. Even this podcast that I'm recording right now. There were times where this podcast meant nothing to anybody. Now, looking now in hindsight now, uh, in three, three seasons or th- three seasons in total now, and two years later, look what we're doing. Look how God has built this because you put your hands to it. But when there's mere talk, I'm going to open up that YouTube channel. I'm going to open up that podcast station. I'm going to write that book. I'm going to have that business. When that happens, nothing, it leads to poverty. 24. The crown of the wise is their wealth of wisdom. But the foolishness of closed-minded fools is nothing but folly. A truthful witness saves lives, but he who speaks life lies is treacherous. Hmm. So remember, guys, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you gotta testify a truth, do it. Always better than, than lying. In the reverent fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and his children will always have a place of refuge. Hmm. Nothing better than confidence and having a place of refuge and sanctuary in our God. The reverent fear of the Lord that leads to obedience and worship is a fountain of life, so that one may avoid the snares of death. Again, obedience and worship. We're seeing that for the second time in this passage. 28 says, In the multitude of people in a king is a king's glory, but in the lack of people is a pretentious prince's ruin. He who is slow to anger has great understanding and profits from his self-control. But he who is quick-tempered, exposed, and exalts his foolishness for all to see. Again, I know, guys, we get tight sometimes, we get irritated sometimes. But when you have real understanding, you conquer your anger and you profit from self-control. And people are seeing, wow, like this guy, you know, he had a reason to get mad there, but he practiced self-control. Otherwise, people look at your quick-tempered, you expose yourself, you exalt your foolishness, and everyone's like, wow, this guy's crazy. A, a calm and peaceful, tranquil heart is life and health to the body, but passion and envy are like rottenness to the bones. Man, calm and peaceful and tranquil, those words are needed right now. We need people who are calm, who are tranquil, who are peaceful, who are experiencing a supernatural peace that surpasses understanding from our lord jesus we need that right now but the passion and the envy trying to attain things and gain things and 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 accumulate things just to build this high tower of nothingness leads to rottenness to the bones he who oppresses the poor taunts and insults his maker 
but the one but he was kind and merciful and gracious to the needy honors him guys understand something the poor people are in abundance and, and if you have anything anything more than what they have you're in abundance so you can give don't ever be trapped in not being able to give because you're just not sure if you should be giving or how you should be giving always give and let cheerfulness come from your heart be a cheerful a cheerful giver and help those because you're giving unto god as well 32 says the wicked is overthrown through his wrongdoing but the righteous has hope and confidence and a refuge with god even in death Wisdom rests silently in the heart of one who has understanding, but what is in the heart of the short-sighted fool is made known. Again, you don't have to be competing with people to see how wise you are, smart you are, by using big words or using long phrases and sentences. Let wisdom chill in your heart. You don't got to prove to anybody that you have this. God knows you have it, and it will be released in due time. Righteousness, moral and spiritual integrity, and virtuous character exalt a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. I truly believe in my heart that our nation, um, founded on its principles of putting God above all things, has taken a back seat and allowed sin to run the show, and we're seeing it. You know, righteousness, moral and spiritual integrity, and virtuous character exalt a nation. Those things put a nation on high. Why? Not because we're great over for some excellent, you know, stewarding nation, but because we're putting the Lord in everything we're doing, his precepts, his statutes, and so on and so forth. That's what makes a nation good. Sin brings disgrace to the people. And last but not least, verse 35, the king's favor and goodwill are toward a servant who acts wisely and discreetly, but his anger and wrath are toward him who acts shamefully hmm. one thing i will say uh, the authority has the power to do what they want to do to us as we serve them so i would definitely um advise to serve wisely and discreetly be somebody who's not causing a ruckus or arguments and fights because his anger and wrath will be toward towards those who act shamefully that's exactly what it is there you have it, guys. 35 key verses that are going to help you in life. These are some verses that some of them are, are well-renowned. Um, we read a couple here, I think about four or five, that maybe you've heard more than a couple of times, a handful of times in the past. And again, these, these words are going to edify, man. If you really put them to practice and if some of them stood out to you tonight, write them down. I mean, and put them somewhere in your car, or your fridge, or your iPhone, right on your homepage, and, and really live them out and see every single time you live these words out how God backs it up because God always responds to his word. Amen? Well, guys, that does it for chapter 14. Obviously, it's one of the longest chapters. That's why we're about 19 minutes in right now. And I do hope that you continue on this path to complete the 31 chapters of Proverbs because it only influenced you to keep on reading way beyond Proverbs, even reading it all over again. Because again, these are wise riddles meant for the people who are trying to figure out the enigmas of life, so to speak. I love you guys. God bless. Until tomorrow where we read chapter 15 together. I love you guys. Stay safe and I'll see you back here on Hope Ministries.